segment. I got to remind myself. So it's b.y.collective. That's the website? Uh, no, that's the, so this that's is just the, the Instagram. Okay, yeah. okay. So like, B, I haven't even got everything up and running. Okay, B, the Y does, okay. Yeah. I see, I see. Building black, building better black professionals. That's sick. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be like a social, like a professional social um, group. Yeah. And the goal with that is to take it and like, start small start in the city so like i had a bunch of people i sent out like recruiting forms like people who were interested right and you take that first wave like that first cohort make mm -hmm. it free yeah. no no like annual fee or whatever to be a part like membership dues or whatever yeah you bring them on you pretty much start putting people in the rooms with the right people like we were just talking about uh photography and videography right like mm -hmm. i got a friend blake who's killing it photography and videography right now mm -hmm. it would make perfect sense to put him with another person who's doing that or yeah. put him with designers or musicians or business people marketing strategists yeah. all these different people who have these different fields that they're like really killing it in, working in, working mm -hmm. on putting them together in one room it's kind of like i'm not a big fan of the forex shit like i'm not gonna knock it because i i just haven't gotten into it i, yeah. I don't think i will yeah um, i don't i will yeah i, will I don't think I, I would but yeah. um just kind of how they have their like meetings you see their seminars their yeah. seminars are the biggest shit like yeah of course hey all these people from all over are meeting yeah. uh -huh. now regardless of if you think it's a scam however you feel about yeah. it they're all meeting up and they're networking and now they have people in different states different cities all 100%. across the country yeah sometimes the world that like they know who are doing the same thing that can help them out whether it's reposting their stuff yeah whether, whatever it is yeah. right? it just makes sense to do that for all professions like uh -huh. i have uh friends yeah. who are i got friends who are modeling um who are looking like hey i'm a model yeah and i've i've done these competitions i've won why not have that person help brands as they're trying to build and looking for models and what you should be looking for mm -hmm. or hey we have this pre-vetted group of models who are doing the damn thing um so it's just like it says building and connecting better black professionals and that's across the globe um at some point ideally yeah uh we thought about taking it to the schools so starting it small starting it with everybody but then taking it to universities like usc uh obviously all of the hbcus yeah um and having people like hey this is what I, i'm an engineer I can put you in these, like we can do business, professional development, resume development, things that schools already offer, but you might not feel as comfortable going to, specifically when you go to like PWIs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Every black person, like I'm an engineer. I don't necessarily want to walk into Viterbi or into USC's career fair when the people don't necessarily look like me. Um, Cause they might look at my resume and be like, you don't have the experience needed. Yeah. I'm like, damn, like I thought I was doing good, right? <laughs> yeah. So little stuff like that, but yeah. um, just putting people in a position to feel comfortable asking for the help that they might need, whether that's developing your brand, marketing, um, and not having to go through a bunch of random people who like no one has vetted them. You can't go and look at reviews on Yelp for smaller businesses like that. Like nobody's doing a Yelp review for the girl who says she's a marketing Mark. strategist yep. or the stylist. Nobody's doing Yelp reviews for you to go and check. Right. So you you come to you come to us and we have it set up so that's what the byc should look like in a couple of months maybe yeah. uh maybe a year just depending on how work goes for me and yeah. all of the other things i'm in um but yeah that that one is like my favorite one because it's it's really what i'm about like people 
and bettering people. And it, it's bigger than me. Like a twile is bigger than me, but the BYC is like a lot bigger than me. A twile is still like under my control and like, how am I going to make the logo? What, yeah. color, what colors am I going to use? Like, and as the team builds for a twile, it'll be obviously less and less of just like my personal input. Um, but in some regard, it's still going to be me. But the BYC is like, it's as big as the people who join want to make it. Wow. So that's probably why you want to take it slow? Yeah. Okay. It's, I definitely want to do that one right. Um, all of the paperwork, everything, like official, nonprofit, getting the numbers worked out for membership dues. Um, because the end goal for that is to have like an annual or semi-annual meetup in a different city every year. Every year. It might be the same city. Yeah. The different city sounds great. Yeah. Right? But like, if we can do like again the forex, yo, the forex marketing strategy is great. It's crazy. Obviously, they got people signing on to pay monthly dues yeah. to learn how to make money, as they say. Um <laughs> as they say. As they say, I don't know. Look, I haven't done it. I, yeah. I can't vouch for it. I can't knock it because I haven't done it. Uh-huh. Um, but yo, those meetups where they yo, everybody's in Florida. Yeah. Like that's a it's a marketing thing in itself because what happens if all of us right now go to Florida? We all gonna take pictures. Hundred percent. People gonna be like, "Damn, where were all of them people? Where yeah. did they all go?" Mm-hmm. Oh, they went to this place. Oh, they went to the BYC annual, you know, Young Black Business Seminar. Yeah, everybody was there. And as it builds, more people come. The marketing just keeps going and keeps going because the more people are there, the more people are taking pictures, the more people are looking like, "Damn, why wasn't I there? Yeah. I'm a business owner. Yeah. Or I'm trying to learn business. Why wasn't I there?" And it's not something where like you're paying us to make money. You're not paying a monthly fee, bro. You're paying like $30 a year. And that just goes to making sure the events are covered. When you go, you might buy a ticket. Like you don't have to cover your plane ticket and whatever hotel fare, but the venue and your dinner that night will be good for that one, that one night that we do a seminar where we meet up and do networking events and maybe some honors like, Oh, this person showed the most improvement. Like, each state or each school or however big we are, each, you know, whatever that, that subgrouping is, they show some improvement. Uh, this person's business scale by 10 times under our course. Like we're going to give them an award. It might be monetary. It yeah. might be a basket. It could be a basket that just helps with business development. Like, yo, here's a course, a gift card to a course that some bigger person, a Gary V or somebody's teaching. Yeah. Um, that we would want you to attend that might help in your business. Or it could be, Hey, Here's a promotional item for this marketing strategist because your business is growing and you'll need to get marketing going bigger or web design or whatever it might be. Wow. Um, but yeah, the goal is to make sure you're well-rounded. So like you're doing a podcast, yeah. I'm in clothing, I'm in engineering, you're in engineering. Um, it might be, hey, you want to do bigger marketing stuff or you want to do a full website, but you're not super skilled in web design mm-hmm. on the front end or the back end. Like, hey, you need back end web developers. Cool. We have some of those. Yeah. Like, let me put you in contact with people you know. And instead mm-hmm. of it being like, you have to come through me, once you're a member, you just have access to the directory. And we can say, like, this person, what is this? Who's this person? Where are they from? Where are yeah. they located? Where do they work? Do they work in LA? Do they work globally? Are they willing to do Zoom calls? What is their contact information? And boom, you have a person that you already know has been vetted properly because yeah. you'll see at some point the process of what that looks like to say yeah. how do you become a member you have to go through these things you have to send in a business review yeah. whatever so that the people at the top can review your business say hey this makes sense 
or it doesn't make sense. Um, and then add you to this roster of people that are like, it's kind of like the Better Business Bureau. You know, like they they say like, okay, this business is AAA, like it's all good, it's great. Um, it's verified, like they're, they're an official business. It's the mm-hmm. same kind of thing. We go, we review your business or yeah. whatever it is that you say you do. You send us whatever the relevant documents or presentation would be, um, maybe some interview. We say, yes, this fits for us, this makes sense, or it doesn't. And that's for all the different fields. And then you're a part of this this thing where it also works for you if you're the person who's kind of marketing yourself to us to be a member. Yeah. Because now you have a bunch of people who are guaranteed to be able to see your information first, right? Like, oh, I want to go and do a podcast. Who should I go and look at? Or I need a videographer. Who yeah. should I go and look at? Oh, yeah. this guy's verified through the BYC. So this is a good connection to have. Yeah. Let me give him a call. I have his direct number. Let wow. me give him a call. And that's from all different branches of life, like whether you're a musician and you want to do yeah. some videography, whether you're a clothing designer mm-hmm. and you need a photographer for the night, um, and locations, you already have them. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm in Denver today. I need somebody from Denver to do a photo shoot for me this week. Who can I call? Let me check and see if they have anybody. If not, okay, it's something you can put in like, hey, a couple people have been in Miami mm-hmm. and there's no photographers or no videographers or no model um, or no, you know, business strategists or marketing strategists in this city, we need to start recruiting there because we have a couple people that have gone there and they need that help. Yeah. And it just kind of feeds back on itself. It also helps me as a brand of like a clothing brand. Yeah. I now have a giant network of people yeah. who I can use and pay to help me grow my business. So everybody wins, like you're getting paid or you're paying somebody who's helping you grow your business and they're already verified. We do all the hard work. Um, So that's the BYC. So this is going to be open to all races or age limits? Like what do you- Now, I I originally, in kind of working out the ground rules for that, um, it's something to be determined in terms of age limit. The races, uh, you have to be self-identifying as black. Um, that doesn't mean you have to be like all black. Like you could be mixed. I don't care if you're biracial, triracial. Yeah. I don't care. Okay. Um, obviously the goal is not to have a ton of white people come in and like overtake that, yeah. but that doesn't mean we won't have white people on that roster. Of course. Because, you know, mm-hmm. they have to the best isn't always going to be black. Yeah. hundred percent. Now, if you want to deal with black, then, you know, you can, you're more than welcome to do that. But Hey, the best photographer today might be a white guy in this city. Or the best one that we have on file might be a white guy in the mm-hmm. city, so or a white girl or whatever. So it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Um, the goal is to start black and kind of move out through partnering organizations and stuff. Okay. Um, or different branches. It might be like an outreach branch where you do work with like Latinx students um, or Latinx people just around who may want to stay in their community, who who understands some more of their kind of cultural norms, depending yeah. on where you're from. Mm-hmm. Like we kind of understand different cultural norms yeah. for video shoots or whatever, just in general, because that's what you grow up in. It's like culture. Yeah. But if you're cool with moving out of that, you're more than welcome to do so. But it would kind of be weird to have the Black Youth Collective as anything other than Black, like predominantly Black. Okay. Um, and the idea is to afford people that look like us opportunities in professional development that we oftentimes don't have access to 100%. Um, whether, yeah, we, we're not represented in those fields. Yeah. Um, 
So could a person who's not black or does not identify as black use those same things? Yeah, probably. Why not also get some some work? Like, why not get a black photographer to work on a white project? Why not? That's what we need. That's part of representation, right? Uh-huh. Um, but as, in terms of having them as like one of the members, they could be, I guess, allies of, of sorts. Okay, for um, sure. Or like some, it needs to be developed yeah. um, and worked into the plan of the BYC, but a BYC as a whole is, I mean, it's to promote the better black professional entrepreneur model, whatever it is. And that yeah. comes with resume stuff. Um, if you're a model that can be trainings, I, I've talked to one of my good friends who is a model um, and has been doing it for years, has done multiple runways. Um, she's from Baltimore about, hey, training, teaching. We got a lot of people who want to model. They yeah. don't know how to get into it. They don't yeah. know what to look for in their agency yeah. um, or who they should connect with and who they shouldn't um, or how to watch out for like some stuff is safety, honestly, like yeah. how to watch out for the guy that's like being a weirdo or like the creeper or how to assert yourself in these different um, situations where a photographer might make you feel uncomfortable, but also to provide them with photographers who don't do that, right? Okay, like, yeah. General vetted, reviewed photographers, videographers, like not the guy who's like, all I want to do is naked photo shoots, right? Because you know yeah. there's some of those guys that exist, right? Yeah. Um, so not the creeper people. And even for music videos, the same kind of thing. We don't want to connect you with the, the producer or the engineer who's going to scam you out your money. 100%. Or the rapper who's going to scam you out your money. Yeah. You, you know, you send him a you send him a snippet and he scams you out your money. <laughs> Aside from uh, the entertainment industry, though, like the more industry, like professional business kind of senses, like marketing strategist, stuff like that. If you're going in the world of business administration, there are plenty of people that are black and brown in, in those fields. Are they always represented at universities and stuff like that? Not necessarily, yeah. unless you're at an HBCU where you might see that and people are coming specifically to recruit black and brown students. But at PWIs, you don't get that same kind of thing. So okay. um, just, just making everything work. So talking about representation, how yeah. do you feel at like USC that has like more than 80% or less than 10% yeah. black students? Yeah, if you, so it's it's like five. Um, okay. At least my last, so the 2018, 2019, part of the 2019 year, I was uh, one of the acting co-executive directors of the Black Student Assembly. So I had yeah. to know that stuff. Um, and there, there were about 2,000 black students on a campus of what is, what, 40,000? So That's I think crazy. that works out to be that 5%. 5%. Yeah. Um, and it fluctuates. Obviously, there are more or less black students every year and more or less white and other students yeah. every year. Um, representation is really hard anytime you have numbers like that, uh, but for different reasons, because part of it is visual representation, right? Like how many uh, parent black people do you see? Um, and then there's the cultural thing, because you may have heard not all skin folk are kin folk, right? You may have heard that. Yeah. Um, basically, like not everybody who is black on surface has the cultural uh, things that we would consider or like a lot of us consider to be black traits. Hundred percent. And you, I mean, you see it. So <laughs> everybody's not there. That decreases that percentage, right? Yeah. So there's, if it's five percent, it might be four. 100%. Because you got you got a lot of black students and not to knock them because do whatever suits you like college is where you find yourself and you kind of figure out what your life is going to be. Mm -hmm. But you get a lot of black students who end up in uh, white sororities or white fraternities. 100%. And yeah. that's cool. Again, yeah. uh, but 
for students who are looking more for that like HBCU experience or like that like black organization, black yeah. fraternity, black sorority, it's kind of like a decrease in that percentage sometimes because it's like, oh, it's, you see, you know, you see a black dude on campus, you give him the head, no, nah, you might give him the what's up. Yeah. When he doesn't give that back to you, right? When it's not like you, it looks the other way. Yeah. It's like, oh, damn, we lost one. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but representation, it's about what you make it, honestly. Um, some of us have the privilege of knowing our blackness and having connections to it before we get to USC mm-hmm. or to college in general. Yeah. Um, some of us don't have that that benefit, and we kind of find that. And you see that go a lot of ways. You see some people who are, like, super extreme, like, all the way black power, right? Mm-hmm. And then it gets to a point where they realize they're at a white institution and it doesn't function that way. And then it's like, wow, they're kind of having like a mental breakdown because of all of the things that they see that are stacked against us. Yeah. And then you have people who are kind of straddling the line of like, I know I'm black. I know this is a PWI, like it's a white institution. Mm-hmm. I know there are going to be things that I don't really feel comfortable with or things that might rub me the wrong way. Yeah. I'm, I might speak on them, I might, but I'm not in an uproar about it um, and I'm going to go about my day. And then you have people who are completely dissociated from that whole experience. And it's just like, oh, I've never experienced that. That's not, I didn't know that was happening here. Yeah. It's like, we obviously live those experiences at different times. At different times, yeah. Different ways, different people, right? It's the exact same experience that we, it's, you know, one of the things I, I was fortunate enough to have my parents who allowed me since, and my sisters, like I have three sisters, I told you. Yeah, you too. Um, No brothers? No. Okay. Not well, yes. Sub brothers, but or? like half. Okay. Um, when I'm thinking about my siblings, though, I always just my sisters. I grew up in a household with my sisters, so it's my sisters. Like okay. I'm the brother. Um, I'm my mother's only son, so it's like I'm the brother, right? Yeah. Um, but in all honesty, I always my parents have always promoted us being who we are, like unapologetically being who we are. Now, obviously they want us to be good people. So we always had that, but it was always like, be who you want to be. And can nobody can change who you are. You can't change who you are for other people because if you do, they'll always expect you to change who you are whenever it suits them. Yeah. And if you get stuck in that trap, then you're, you're there forever. I can say as a, as a person at SC, I've never felt pressured to be like someone else. Because it just never, I was always just myself. Like when people wanted me to be somebody else, yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck you. Like, I don't care. Um, now I'm still open to feedback, like things that help me grow. Yeah. Right. But that doesn't mean I'm going to change my, my principles. Like I'm not moving on my principles because my principles are things that I live by as opposed to ways that I enact those things. So I'm willing to change the ways I enact or I act on those things, but I'm not willing to change the things I live by, like family you know, loyalty, respect, certain things like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not willing to change. But how I go about demanding and, and respecting other people, I can yeah. change, right? Everybody doesn't need to be punched in the mouth. That's not, once you get older, that's not yeah. an effective way all the time yeah. um, of getting that respect. Sometimes it's just giving that respect. Uh, and also realizing that everybody doesn't have and won't ever have the same principles you have um, is another big thing. But I was always able to just kind of navigate that space a little better. The one time, the, the only time I've really felt those pressures, though, to like kind of adjust who I am is in aerospace. Because part of it is um, 
again, like that being the only black student in this, in this space, sometimes you start feeling like you have to represent your people. Um, I got to represent every black person. If I do some weird ocean, it's like, oh, all the black people are weird. Right. Yeah. If I fuck up, it's like, oh, black people don't know anything. Right. Yeah. Like, he's the only representative for them in this major. But I can say it's reassuring to have like people that are like, that are white that are like, yo, you're good. Like, and not in the sense of like, oh, we're giving you confirmation that you're good, but in the sense of like, bro, like you weren't at this meeting, we really needed you there. Yeah. Like that feeling of like a need in a space that doesn't seem like it belongs to you or like yeah. you belong in that space. Um, that was kind of the remedy for that for me. And then just understand it, like, yo, I have tools that you may not have. Like you may have had the the background in aerospace or in whatever field we're in. You may have parents that do this. Um and statistically, it's not likely that my parents do that. But I have other attributes that come from my upbringing that that add to it. I'm, I can be I'm more of, of a people's person yeah. or I can explain things and kind of code switch, like something you haven't had to do your whole life. If you're a white man, you haven't had to code switch right? Yeah. Um, or white woman. You, you really don't code switch. It's That's just right. kind of you might code switch between like, oh, am I talking in a professional tone or no? Yeah. But like it's not full on culturally code switching switch. anything. Right. Yeah. Whereas for me, like I can explain aerospace to you as a person. Now you're an engineer, but I could explain it to the average dude outside on the corner right now. And like, he'd be like, oh shit, that's like some crazy shit. Like I get that. Yeah. <laughs> but I can also go into the room and explain it to my design team or go in and talk about it with my professor in a completely different way and get the same message across and everybody's still on full understanding. So I don't know. It's... Yeah, that's that you gotta was, leverage what you know. Bro. Yeah, you gotta leverage course, what you got. Leverage. You can't change it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we're black. It's that's it at the end of the day. That's the facts. One you know, you can't like, change what 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 yeah. what it is already. You know, yeah. Because One of the things is like tattoos for me. I don't know if you have any. I have tattoos. I have. I have a couple. I'm, I'm. My forearm is. Uh, let's see if we can get this up for the camera, right? Yeah. Uh, but what uh, does it say? Peaceful, grateful, grateful. Okay, for, for the thorns. Um. And that one for me was like, I've always low key wanted a forearm tat or like a sleeve. Yeah. I was always like, yo, I can't do this as an engineer. Does the parents know you have a tattoo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All my, oh, yeah. I got my first tattoo done with my my dad. No way. So my chest is done. He got his arm done, and I got my chest done. Imagine, um, bro. Yeah, like I know that's weird for a lot of people. Right? Yeah, my my parents doesn't even know I have any tattoos. Oh, so yeah, I hope they never see the video. <laughs> I mean, <now. laughs> but no, nah, this they are my parents again. They've been super. Like I got it when I was 18. Yeah. It wasn't like I did it underage or anything. Um, and it had meaning to me. So okay. like everything I do, like I when we get into the brand, I tell you okay. everything is meaning. Yeah. Um, I have fear not of death, but of dying on your knees tattooed on my collarbone. Damn. And that's like my personal quote. I came up with it some years ago. And Why? I was like, I would always it's something I live by. It's one of those kind of like so fear not of death, right? Like we're all gonna die. Of course. It doesn't matter. Whatever you do, no matter what you do in this lifetime, it all ends one way. Um, but dying on your knees is like my biggest fear. I've always feared fear, right? Like, and and what I mean by that is like, when there's a cause you should stand up for, I've always feared sitting down, like not being the person that stands up for it. So for me, it's like, I don't fear death because it's inevitable. Hmm. I fear the things I can change. Like I fear not saying yo this is a this is a fucked up situation yeah we shouldn't be in this situation i fear that thing so regardless of the of the consequences you don't fear the consequences i mean the, the biggest consequence is what death right 
I mean, not really. You could I mean, it lose, depends. You could lose the thing you want to... Because if you are in a room with certain mm-hmm. group of people, and let's say they are doing some fucked up shit, mm-hmm. and then you, you, you know, as your favorite quote, you stood up to them mm-hmm. to not let them continue, and then they're like, okay, we've heard you, but then you got to leave the room. Yeah. So would you rather prefer well, leaving the room? Then that comes in a strategy, right? So okay. one of my favorite books is The Art of War. Okay, of um, course. By and timing... Yeah. Mm-hmm. is very important in that okay. book uh strategy sometimes you have to know when to lose the 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 battle to win the war okay sometimes that's not the case right so everything is not something you have to speak on right like okay. hey you know every time uh uh if we think about today's age right uh we have a lot of things we need to speak on mm-hmm. to keep everything moving in the right direction but you don't have to win every one of those battles you just need to be heard sometimes, and okay. that's enough okay. to kind of progress in the war, right? Like every time, we're not going to get a conviction every time a black man gets killed. It's mm-hmm. just this unfortunate truth. We know this because we've seen it, right? Yeah. But we need to be heard so that heard and make statements and make these movements kind of progress so that at some point we can get those wins. We can win some of those battles and hopefully win that war at some point, um, which is honestly a war on black and brown bodies. Um of all sexual orientations, you know, genders, whatever. Um, and for me, that that goes in everything. That goes from the simplest everyday thing of like, hey, if somebody's robbing you, what do you do, right? Most people are like, just give it to them. Like, you have your life to continue to live. And for me, I've always been, that's maybe the Baltimore in me. It's always like, I can't let somebody take something from me. It just sits way too heavy on my, like, honestly, my pride in part. Yeah. Um, but just mentally just it weighs on me too heavy but there are exceptions to that rule which kind of come up like the the one in the room right if you and i are together and i know my principles like i'm gonna stand up to whatever adversity comes to me mm-hmm. whether it's life or death or not yeah but I, that might not be your principles right you might be like bro i'll give them everything in my pockets and yeah. go about my day and just replace it later yeah if i'm with you my priority is no longer my life because I'm with somebody else. So it's now like our lives and the group, the collective is, Hey, for the betterment and the better of both of us, I'm just going to give them what's in my pockets. And in that case, it's the same thing in the, as the room, right? Like if I'm the only representative from this group of people in the room, and I know that if I say something right now, yeah, I'll have to leave the room. But if I can say it a little later, right? Yeah. If I can get two or three more black people in this room and yeah. then say it, then it, it'll go a little further. Then I'm willing to bite my tongue today okay. and wait for the... I mean, you got to play the long game, okay, right? Okay, okay, okay. Um, and that's that's what that means for me. I also have warrior uh, in Chinese and pinyin uh, tattooed on my chest uh, with a Chinese sky dragon. People are like, uh, you're like, the brand is French, yeah. Chinese sky dragon. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big student of culture. So, yeah. um, and that one for me is just like kind of this, this tied to an all-knowing, like omniscient, omnipresent kind of figure, kind of like a godlike figure just for a different culture. Um, but also the, the dragon is fire. Like it's, it's just, it makes sense, right? My um, God, you're such an interesting guy. You have so much knowledge and different perspective that you wouldn't normally find within the black community and i think we would you just people don't we don't look there because it's not cool that's that segues into the brand yeah okay let's let's talk about your brand you you your brand is called etoile yes and 
and El Tor. And that's a French name? Yes, it's a French name. Okay. It means star in okay. French. Um, it is it's something I came with came up with freshman year in my dorm room. Mm-hmm. Um, I was making designs and I was like, damn, what would be a great name? I called my parents, I'm telling them I'm making designs. I'm like, I want to start a business. Um, I want to start clothing. Uh, there's actually a, like Daily Trojan article on this yeah. um, from like a year or so ago during COVID uh, and then a magazine article too, um, just about like how I started. And part of it was that I'm an aerospace engineer major. Mm-hmm. Um, the stars have always been an in, of interest to me uh, for one, because scientifically they're, they represent mystery, right? Um, for most of the stars we see, by the time we see them, they've already died out. Uh, so there's this idea of the unknown, like galaxies far away that we don't know what's actually going on. We're still searching and kind of exploring space and relative to like the size of what space is at any given moment, we haven't explored anywhere near close to like 10% of it. Um, so just mystery, right? And then there's the idea that character traits or like zodiac signs kind of determine your character traits, which are based on the stars. Yeah. Um, so this this concept that people have put onto the stars and celestial bodies that say if the stars were here like how the stars aligned is what you hear people say yeah. when you were born then you're going to be this type of person so yeah. just like your personal uh character traits and then you have actual religions that were based around the stars um and it, the star is kind of the central focus for all of these very different kind of categories of life which seem to exist separately Science seems to exist separately from religion, which seems to exist separately from like astrology and your personal character traits. In my mind, they don't. Um, I mean, they really don't. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, I mean, they don't. Science, religion. I think they life, walk hand in hand. Yeah, they you all know, like, kind of intertwine. I, yeah. I argue that science is a religion in itself because it is something you have to believe in. Like, yeah. We have a bunch of theories, which, yeah. despite their definitions in Webster's dictionary, right? Um, like scientific theories and stuff like that. Those things aren't things that everybody believes in. Uh, oddly enough, we still have flat earthers, right? Like people who do believe we still have those. Yeah, oddly no, enough, I, I think people in... joke about it, but I do think we really have those. Like, I mean, conspiracy theories in general, right? Yeah. But I would want to have someone like that on my podcast. Let me see how they think. Yeah, flat earther. Like, yeah. What would you think like that? Look, it was a it was a thought process of a lot of people at one point. Yeah. So you got to think people were almost killed for thinking other than that. Okay. So. There's that. Um, but for me, all of those subcategories come to define, or I guess I, I kind of put something, it's like an analogy for me for something else, which is the individual. Um, and the individual in my mind is that same kind of thing where you have this duality of sorts and in terms of what we think, as opposed to what it could actually mean. Um, like we say, when we when we have a thought that we believe is ours, right? This is my individual opinion. Um, I'm an individual because I'm not acting like how a group of people is acting. I'm acting differently. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the individual is about not being placed in these boxes because these boxes always overlap. So one box will never just give you the full picture. Um, just like looking at the stars for mystery, right? And science never gives you the full picture or the scope of how important the stars are for life on earth. Um, whether it's for religion or somebody's like, hey, what's what's my rising moon or like yeah. whatever, right? Uh-huh. Um, so the individual is that same kind of thing. And the name is also based on that. Uh, I'm American. I'm not French. Um, I speak a little bit of French, like a little like bit it. of French. Yeah, yeah, like middle school, two years, <laughs> right? Like, um, 
but the the idea there is that it's foreign but familiar. Um, okay. I speak English, like that's my first language. Yeah. But when you see the name, you know it's French. Of course. Um, and it's kind of the same thing as with the individual. When you hear about an individual, you kind of have a general idea of what that means. Yeah. Um, if somebody had to define it without using the dictionary definition, you you can generally define it. It's like someone who's acting out from a crowd or has a thought that is independent of a crowd or mm-hmm. groupthink, whatever. Yeah. But for me, it really means so much more. It's like, in my personal understanding of it and how it is in my life, it's me being an aerospace engineer, which is contradictory to being from Baltimore and a clothing designer in a lot of people's minds. But it's being able to exist in all of those spaces equally. Um, I go from aerospace and USC aero design team to clothing designing, releasing shirts, to business strategists, marketing strategists, mm-hmm. to regular dude from Baltimore, like at yeah. my high school, talking to kids about whatever, um, to riding dirt bikes, to being with the family. Like all of those things exist in the same person. Yeah. That's what the individual is for me. Yeah. There's nobody that's going to be the same as that. I was looking up uh, something on on the internet because my name is like kind of funny, like Michael Myers. Um, I never really go by that. I always go by Michael A.M. or Michael Antonio. Yeah. Um, Antonio is my middle name. But like I was looking up people like to see if somebody had the same exact name as me because Michael is kind of a more rare name than the Michael, right? Yeah. Um, and there are some people that very close names. And I'm like, wow. Like, <laughs> but even still, it's like, what are the odds of finding somebody named Michael A.M.? from Baltimore, that's studying aerospace, making clothes, mentoring kids, doing whatever. It's it's impossible. There's nobody, you're not gonna find another you, right? So nobody. the individual is like way more encompassing than we think just in our first thoughts. Like, oh, he's an individual because he did something different than what aerospace engineering students are doing. No. I'm an individual because I still exist in that sphere and this one. And it's kind of like breaking all the boxes. We did a release some maybe a year or two ago. Uh, I don't even remember the name of it, honestly, because I'm so impulsive with releases. Yeah. But uh, it was like breaking a box, like breaking out of the boxes or out of the, out the box. That's what it's called. OTB. I remember now. Uh, OTB was about literally that, like breaking out of these stereotypes or breaking out of these categories that we kind of use to define ourselves and kind of find our place in the world. Mm -hmm. And just saying that we'd all have a more natural place in the world if we allowed ourselves to exist in all of the ways that we truly do. Like if you, my older, so I do, I had a god brother, a couple years older than me that passed in 2011. And he was like, super like, chill dude but he was like from the streets like that was just him but he was in the art like he didn't think he was in the art and painting and shit like that like but that was one of his passions and it's like how would that have went if he could have lived that passion out and still been the cool dude that hung in his neighborhood right um which we don't get the experience yeah. very often mm-hmm. sometimes we where we are always made to feel like we have to choose do you want to be the aerospace engineer or the fashion designer? Why can't I be both? Um, now, time commitments, obviously, but why can't I be both? Why can't I have a podcast and be studying electrical engineering? 100%. Um, and talking about stuff that's completely different from electrical engineering. Yeah. Am I not allowed to have thoughts? We've seen this a lot 
um, with a lot of the like Black Lives Matter movements and stuff when we had a lot of athletes like uh, LeBron's and stuff speaking out like the shut up and dribble kind of idea, right? Yeah. Why is he not allowed to have thoughts beyond that of his profession? You know, that's the society trying to box us in, you know? But like, we do it to ourselves too sometimes. Yeah. Because when you introduce yourself, what do you introduce yourself as? Does it change when you walk in different rooms? Do you introduce yourself as all of the things? When you look at your email, on your on your regular email, do you have all of the things listed that you do? Maybe not. Maybe you just have the biggest professions. Yeah. Maybe you don't have any of them. Maybe you just have the engineering ones, depending on who you're sending the email to. Of course. But when you do that, you kind of box yourself in. Because do you actually box yourself in kind by of. doing that? Sometimes. I mean, sometimes you're just better uh introducing yourself. But what 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 sticks with a person for the longest? Their first impression. That's right. Some people are surprised. I mean, but sometimes you don't even remember your first impression. Sometimes. Yeah. You got to really woo somebody after that first impression to make them change it. It either has to be a really good second impression yeah. or it was a mediocre first impression. Okay. Like when a person meets me or when I met you, like yeah. how did how do you come off? Is it a person that like you, you oh, I'm going to follow this person. And when you see their picture, I'm going to like the picture. Do you not even remember how you met them? Um, sometimes that changes based on if you box yourself in or not. Yeah. Sometimes it's beneficial to box yourself in. So it's more beneficial for me to walk into a job interview as an aerospace engineer and say I'm an aerospace engineer than yeah. it might be for me to say I'm a clothing designer, right? So putting yourself in certain categories. Yeah. However, there comes a time where by doing that, you box yourself what's, in. What's the what's the website again? Atwile. So T O I L E the label T H E L A B E L. Dot com. Okay. Yeah. So, and the Instagram is the same thing. Again, a twelve the label. Add a twelve the label. Yeah. Um, I don't do Twitter anymore just because I'm like, Twitter is a completely different space to market your stuff. Like, yeah. I'd rather market it from my personal page. Don't um, you use Facebook? Yeah. So Instagram and Facebook okay, are, okay. are intertwined. Um, so anytime I post on my Instagram or I have posts done uh, for my Instagram, it, goes it also to goes to the Facebook. Okay. Uh, obviously with. The streetwear, which is twilight, is a lot of streetwear um, and kind of different plays on streetwear, hoodies, t-shirts, sweatpants, shorts, different kind of stuff. A lot of L.A. vibes mixed with some Baltimore flair um, and kind of tributes to Baltimore and certain items, um, as well as my life in general. Uh, a lot of those are, um, they sell better on Instagram or from Instagram because yeah. the, the general population, like the demographic on Instagram is more in tune with streetwear sure, than like the facebooks which tend to be kind of older but, groups yeah, um they're not they're not going and buying your dunks or whatever they're doing it on with some shorts yeah. or whatever uh, so instagram has been that demographic and instagram has a bunch of the like sales tools that make it easy to market on instagram too to specific demographics so okay. they've worked out well for me all yeah. right sounds good so this is where we call it a wrap you know it was nice getting to know so much about you within within how many hours or minutes you know yeah. but then that's that's how life is you know like the more you connect to people the more yeah. you have so much story because everyone has a story to tell yeah you know so it just depends on how do you want to tell your own story yeah you know, like you tell your own story to your art to your clothes i tell my own story through like speaking to people and yeah. you know getting to know them so we didn't do any introduction because I knew that you was gonna introduce yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, if you guys enjoyed the video, make sure to like, subscribe, and always tune in. 
Make sure to check out his. When are you dropping the next? Oh next man, game? you're asking hard questions. I, I, um, I mean, look out, be on the lookout for late nights in LA. Uh, there should be three installments of that. So, installment one is out now on the website. You can find it um, in a couple different colorways. Feel free to send me a DM. Okay. I'm, I'm still at the point where I'm responding to DMs. So shoot me a DM if you if you feel a need, if something's off, if you want to check out some different colors or you have some ideas. Um, or if you're looking to collab, but installments two and three should definitely be out before the new year. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Follow the page again. It's at atwildelabel.com, uh, or I'm sorry, atwildelabel uh, on Instagram and atwildelabel.com uh, is the website. Be on the lookout for a different release. Sign up to our newsletter, uh, and you're all good. You guys said that I I couldn't have said it better. You know, so lucky with the boy, and you know. It was good having you, man. I appreciate you having me, man. It's always a pleasure. Anytime, bro. (laughs) That's crazy, bro.